0: Hello musical theatre fans. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. My name is Ian Bokett, and I am more so than I'm a composer, more so than a human being, more so even than I am a pretend mayor. I am a fan of the new production of Oklahoma at London's Wyndham's Theatre. If you've spoken to me at any point over the last few weeks, you'll know that. I will have bent your ear about it. I'm obsessed with it and I'm really excited that today's guest is one of its stars. As well as her knockout performance as Edo Annie in this Oklahoma, Georgina Anora has been part of Lester's Curve, The Wizard of Oz, Millennials The Musical at The Other Palace, and Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella and loads, loads more. She was kind enough to invite us into her dressing room backstage at Wyndham's Theatre before a show of Oklahoma, and she was just the most wonderful, delightful person to chat to. This is a really fun episode. This podcast is produced in association with musicaltheatreview.com, currently celebrating its 10th anniversary as your premier source of news, reviews and interviews on all things on stage, backstage and worldwide. Check them out at musicaltheatreview.com and on Twitter at Musical R. You can also follow this podcast on the socials at Pod. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok could be some others. It's hard to keep track. If you haven't seen it already, I highly recommend the new West End Oklahoma. It's a production that will be talked about for years to come and you don't want to miss out. Honestly, I'm recommending it to all my friends. I'm recommending it to all my new podcast friends now. Please go see it. It's so, so good. If you've already seen it, no doubt you'll be booking more tickets for a return visit. And that's exactly what I'm doing. You can find all the dates and you can find all the tickets at oklahomawestend.com. Now, let's learn more about the musical theatre obsessions of the incredible Georgina Honora.
1: What would you say is the most romantic musical? Uh,
0: You're not meant to ask me the (laughs) question. Let's reverse this this podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. I am composer, reviewer, photographer, and now podcaster slash fake mayor, Ian Boquette. But I am far less worthy of the title of the Mayor of Musical Theatre than my guest today. She is a phenomenally talented performer who has been part of some of the most talked about productions of recent times. From Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella to Millennials at the Other Palace, The Wizard of Oz at Leicester's Curve, one of my favourite theatres in the world, actually. And now she's been kind enough to invite us to her backstage dressing room at Wyndham's Theatre, where she's tearing it up as Ado Annie in a revolutionary new production of Rogers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma. Georgina Winora, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. How's it all going? It's going really well. It's such a fun show. It's so fun seeing the audience's reactions at the end. I mm. think it's just one of those type of shows. It's polarising.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been lucky enough to see the Young Vic version and now the supercharged Wyndham's Theatre version now. Um, I brought a different person each time and after each show they said... It was the coolest and weirdest show they've seen in the West End. And how can a show so old still be that shocking, so challenging?
1: I think it's really cool. Um, Daniel Fish, who directed it, he's such a revolutionary. I think he can just see the material for what it is. Mm. And I think our version, it delves into like the truth of the piece that's really always been there. But I think it does it in a chal- challenging way, in a way that you definitely won't be imagining. It's definitely not a way that you could ever predict. There's some um, cool lighting conditions and obviously I don't wanna give too much away if you haven't seen it, but Mm. it's a theatrical experience for sure.
0: As I say, it's quite shocking. It's challenging. It's quite, it's damn like horny in places. Yeah. I mean, um, do you find you sometimes look out into the audience, see perhaps older people or people who have brought children expecting an old fashioned classic musical and go away a bit shocked?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's actually quite special seeing like the older generation come and see this because um, I think they have a different relationship with a show like Oklahoma. They've mm. really, it's just always been in their consciousness. So I think it's, it's quite cool watching them see it with new fresh eyes. It's exciting. Yeah, I think on
0: press night when I came to see it, I saw at least a few people with musical scores in their hands following along. The, they were real music nerds. And yeah. I think the arrangements will take people by surprise as well. It's a really cool sort of alt country vibe.
1: Very. It's like the arrangements are really cool. It's really country. It's so funny. You sometimes see people like singing along with you. It's mm. so sweet. We can't say no. Like there's so often where I see like a lady singing along every single lyric. And it's yeah. quite special performing something that's so reinvented that you know so many people know of before. Absolutely. It's, it's cool to challenge, I think. And um, in
0: that song especially, Can't Say No, you have the great rock star moment towards the yeah, end, not to spoil it too much, but <laughs> um, it goes full on rock and roll at the end.
1: It's very rock and roll, they're throwing mics around, they're strutting across the stage, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> thing to do.
0: <laughs> and a lot of audience interaction as well. How has that been? Is it something that spices up night tonight? Is it something that worries you? Who knows who's gonna be on the front row there?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I love audience interaction. It's really fun because it has to be different every night. Mm. Every night I'm trying to work out who to pick, who's (laughs) going to participate, who might not want to participate, which is totally okay. But it's really fun doing that problem solving and trying to work out who should I pick (laughs) tonight? And you can see everyone either very worried or some people are very, very ready to get on stage. And I love that. What is it you look for? What are the signs? Do you know what? It's just, you want someone who's really in it, and is really enjoying it and really ready to participate. Whereas some people are, you know, ready to just watch and want to just sit there and watch, which is totally okay. I mean, I think I'd be that kind of audience member actually, which yeah. is funny because <laughs> as an actor I'm not, I'm like, come on stage.
0: <laughs> there was a period where audience interaction was used as just like a cheap, let's do something original and different with a show, which is kind of interesting, but it's kind of been done before. Mm-hmm. But there's um, there's been a bit of a movement where lots of shows really use it well and I think for a character like Edo Annie you're trying to put across this very flirtatious very friendly person Mm. and to get the audience involved with that and to bring the audience into the show in this innocent way which by the end if they're all complicit in the show it's actually quite a
1: Mm. an
0: impactful thing
1: yeah I think especially since Covid times I think Mm. people are just craving connection and I think that's why audience interaction has had a comeback I think it's so special to know that we can interact with them I mean in our show like the house lights stay on like throughout we want the audience to feel like they are involved in our story they're a part of telling the story and audience interaction interaction is just a extension of that really
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely you you want them involved and did you go see the Young Vic production as well it's
1: funny because I didn't I didn't see it at all which is actually um I I think it was helpful for me to find my own version of Annie Mm. but yeah I didn't see it so it took me a while to understand the world that Daniel had created and try and work out how I fit within that But that's been a really cool challenge, actually. Yeah, it must be challenging. So many people have played Ada Wanya. So many great
0: actors, even just in the the Daniel Fish production, um, have been great. And you've really put your own stamp on it. You've really made it into something amazing. But did you look to past performances or did you just try to find it yourself?
1: I mean, I just tried to... I really wanted to find it within myself. Like, Marisha is unbelievable, amazing. But she is Marisha and I'm Georgina. And I really wanted it to just have a sense of myself in it. And I think... um, I knew Oklahoma, the musical. So I knew the version of Annie that's maybe previously been shown before in past, past, past productions. Um, But yeah, with Daniel's direction, we just wanted to create something fresh and new and challenging.
0: Uh, Was Oklahoma something you were really familiar with? Was it like one of the first musicals you grew up growing up with?
1: I mean... It wasn't necessarily one of the first musicals. I think it's one of those it's one of those shows that's just in everyone's consciousness. Like you just know of it and you don't know when you learned about it, but (laughs) you've always known
0: the story. Yeah. And that's the comment I got from people I went to see it with who thought they didn't really know Oklahoma, but then were recognizing song after song after song.
1: Exactly. It's got it's got beautiful songs, beautiful songs. And in our version, the arrangements are so they're just earworms. They all are
0: weirdly I've been listening to a lot of old country anyway so when I first saw the Young Vic version and it refreshed it completely in the amazing Wyndham Theatre production Uh, but when I got there and I saw the pedal steel guitar all the telecasters Mm. and it's oh it's a vibe isn't it I love
1: it. It's a vibe it's been really reimagined it's it's really cool it's cool to get to be in such a cool show.
0: (laughs) Well I mean it's not as if you haven't been in other cool shows I mean with millennials which was and uh, it was the other palace studio is that right yeah. uh, it's a brand new
1: work they completely reimagined it like the other palace studio was all pink and candy and metallic that was such a fun show do you like being a part
0: of new work like that or do you really like interpreting the classics like being in wizard of oz as well
1: yeah i mean a combination like I, I really love bringing new life to old work i think that's special and that's a gift in itself i mean like wizard of oz it's literally an archival piece like we Mm. all know it we all love it and like with direction like Nikolai foster he just is so good at reinventing and i think i've had i really um i've been really lucky in my career to get to work with such visionary directors who are ready to put a new spin on an old loved work Mm. well speaking of old loved works do you remember back in the day was there one show which really
0: got you into musical theater
1: it's funny there's not necessarily one show but there's one album that got me into it um louise dearman's it's time album it had like she sang like tell me on a sunday she sang um where are the clowns oh i just remember it so clearly and that is what i was like oh my god i love musical theater i love louise dearman and then that got me into wicked and here we are.
0: <laughs> it's always a short path from Wicked to. I'm just obsessed with musicals. I'm just obsessed with musical theatre, actually. <laughs> That's a great way to get into musical theatre as well. Hearing some of the best songs sung by one of the best voices in the business. Mm. Did you sort of seek out every show that was on the album?
1: Yeah, I, I really did like it it just started my deep dive into it. I love Louise. I think she's so good at interpreting music. Like even just from hearing her on an album, Mm. you could just hear her work, her detail, her acting. And I just, I wanted to be a performer like Louise course. Were there any other career paths you might have seen yourself going
0: down if that hadn't happened to you?
1: I mean, it's quite funny. Yeah, there were lots of things I was going to do. I mean, I always loved singing and loved acting. I just never thought of doing it professionally. No one else in my family does it at all. Interesting. (laughs) So it just wasn't even a pathway I imagined. Um, But when I was 18, I was about to go to uni and do sociology. Okay. And then I just had like an epiphany. I don't want to do that. (laughs) I want to act. So then I went to, um, Emile Dale Academy. Um, I did a year of sixth form there. And then I went to ArtsEd.
0: Did you get to do any great shows in ArtsEd?
1: Yeah. I mean, my final year show was, um, the wild party. Oh, fun. Michael John LaCuse's one. So it was dark. I played Queenie. It was really special. And I haven't played a part that's as sexual and dark as Queenie really Mm -hmm. since like till now, really (laughs) Oklahoma is probably the darkest thing I've done. I always do funny, silly things. And I guess Annie is funny and silly, but this whole production has a dark undertone, as you yes. know. And so your
0: family who weren't particularly theatre people, um, have you dragged them into the theatre world with you?
1: Oh, completely. They're here. They're here forever. They love shows. They love theatre. My mum will cry no matter what I, do. <laughs> I could do. I could be doing the worst job ever and my mum will still cry. <laughs>
0: <That's> so lovely. <laughs> Question two, which musical score gets stuck in your head the most often?
1: Um, I love Hadestown. Me too. Oh, I just obsessed. think it's gorgeous. It's just folky. It's cool. I want to be in it. <laughs> uh,
0: do you have a dream role in Hadestown?
1: I mean, I'd love to play um, Eurydice. Of course. It's just That's so melting. cool. It's incredible. Yeah. The music's amazing.
0: And we've just had a, um, a female Hermes as well. On I know.
1: It's absolutely iconic. Lilius White.
0: Absolutely iconic. So good. It seems like they're willing to, to play with with gender and I'm sure you could be cast in any role you want in that. It's, it's yeah. Coming come back to London soon as well, isn't it?
1: I heard that rumour as well. So if anyone knows any more, <laughs> let me
0: in. <laughs> yeah, I've done quite a few of these interviews now. Hadestown often comes up and it's mm. people, people who know it all want to be in it. Yeah. looks so fun.
1: It's just so cool. The
0: music is so cool. I love the story. Mm. I love it. <laughs> um, Hadestown is my answer to the, the question one. What show made me fall in love with musical theatre? Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love Anais, well I still do, love Anais Mitchell, the folk singer. Mm-hmm. And I never listened to musicals. And then she put out this album. I listened to it. Oh, it's a story told through music. This is everything I could ever want in the world.
1: And that's literally musicals. How funny. And, musicals.
0: <laughs> and, and it's become so big. Mm-hmm. National Theatre, Broadway. It's amazing. Going back, I can't wait. I know. Feels like it could be a film as well. It could definitely oh. be a film. It's, 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 makes a world so perfect. It's cinematic. So cinematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a song that particularly gets stuck in your head a lot?
1: Um, I love, at the moment, I love Flowers. Oh, so that's beautiful. That solo Eurydice sings. It's just like, the melody just doesn't go where you think it's going to go. And yeah. That's why Aeneas is so good. It just, it completely takes you on a journey. I love her work.
0: Yeah, she's got that um, background in traditional song Mm. where sometimes it's in a weird mode or there are chord choices you don't expect as opposed to someone who's just raised in the musical theatre who writes like other musical theatre artists. Yeah,
1: she's got a really unique voice. I love her. Mm,
0: Absolutely. Mm. And the way she writes for different voices as well. Mm -hmm. She writes in her own voice and allows people to interpret it as opposed to just saying, this is for a soprano, it should be these notes.
1: Yeah, you can tell she's like a visionary. She'll allow you to mould and create the part with her. You can tell.
0: Well, let's put that out to any casting director listening.
1: Please, <laughs> Please. get Georgina in
0: Hadestown. <laughs> um, well, when that opens, I will go see it a million times. <laughs> and do you have a favorite musical that's currently in London that's your favorite? Um, you can't say Oklahoma, I'll say Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma is my favorite currently running, but any other show?
1: Um, I love my sons are queer. I don't know if you've oh, seen it. Rob is one of my really great friends, and the show they've created is so special, it's so life affirming, it's joyful. I think if you haven't seen it, you really do have to.
0: They're so, so talented. The writing is, I mean, it's great source material to start with. All of the video.
1: The source teach. materials, unbelievable. It's so special that their parents actually recorded everything. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: And I feel like the world needs more shows like that. Someone just telling a very personal story, you know, not even dressing it up with. Here's a kick line. Here's a load of characters. Mm-hmm. Just this is my story. Almost like an Edinburgh hour stand up. Yeah. But with musical theatre
1: it's so special it feels so intimate because of that like the roots i mean it wasn't edinburgh first but you really can feel that it's such a personal story and you feel really lucky to get to hear it and the songs by um pippa cleary i think it is yeah. isn't it yeah just genuinely
0: banging songs as well
1: they're absolute bangers
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it i think it's open in london for a little while longer so yeah i think it's got like a few more
1: weeks at least
0: okay let's get this podcast out really quick so really everyone, all Swift. To it. <laughs> i'm sure we'll be back there in some form
1: i hope so it should it deserves that
0: uh, do you know the work of Benjamin Shuer who did um, doing uh, what is it, The Lion, and just an Elodie's Mountain? He did a similar thing with a very personal show. Mm-hmm. But recently, there was a production of The Lion without him, that was just another performer taking on the role of Benjamin Shuer. And uh, do you think that could be done with something like My Sons Are Queer?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing with a show is it always starts with a few people, and then it, the journey just transcends the original creator. And I think. Mm. This the amazing thing about My Sons Are Queer is that so many people lived a life like that yes. or understand it and understand the world where someone else could tell that story mm. with as much authenticity and using it as a vehicle. Absolutely. You know, but it's special watching Rob do it because, you know, it's <laughs> actually their life, which is amazing. Well, yeah. We're the lucky ones who got to see it. Exactly. It performed
0: by the original creator. Yeah. Such a good show. Such a good show. Well, speaking of very funny musicals, what musical would you say has made you laugh the most?
1: My favourite ever musical ever, ever is Legally Blonde. <laughs> oh, OK. Let's chat about Legally Blonde for a while. It's my absolute okay. favourite musical ever. I just think it's a perfect book. Mm. It's got absolutely ba- like absolute bangers, mm. songs that you will remember for the rest of your life. Yes. And I think the book is just so funny. It's just the text. is just right there. It's perfectly
0: crafted, isn't it?
1: That's honestly what I think. Yeah,
0: Every moment is exactly where it should be, but not in a predictable way. No. In just, oh, of course you're going to hit me with the emotion now. I'm primed. to be. I'm emotional. ready and I'm going to cry. <laughs> yes. And I do every time. Um, <laughs> were you lucky enough to see the Regent's Park production with Courtney Burns? Yes, I
1: did. I oh, did. So good. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It's just, I think it's such a special show. I love the story. I don't think the story can ever, um, can ever expire. It's just, I yes. think every generation can find truth in it. I love it.
0: I think I've seen more production more different productions of that show than any other show yeah and it's great to compare them see how they do things like how do they make a dog work on stage how do, yeah. they, how do they do the costume changes mm-hmm. what are the costumes going to be mm-hmm. there's always little details even if you know it off by heart that you can still be surprised by still be
1: surprised by it. exactly like they, they used a human in regent's yeah. park which i think is just so fun <laughs> it's so so funny <laughs> i love it i love it
0: <laughs> um, are you a fan of heather's as well also by Lance o'keefe Same big as fan
1: big fan i love heather's I think it's very fun. It's very funny. It's dry. The humour is dry. It's quite dark. There's a lot of darkness there. I remember when I first saw it, I was surprised by how dark it was. Um, But that's just one of those fun ones. And the fans, they love it. It's amazing being in the theatre with them because you just see how much people are dedicated to that show.
0: Have you ever dressed up to go see a show?
1: I haven't. But now I feel like I should.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like... I mean, Heather's is kind of an easy one, I guess. A colour blazer, but... There are definitely some shows that I feel like I should put more effort into when I go see, especially on press nights and things.
1: Yeah, I want to feel part of the action. Maybe I should. Maybe we (laughs) should do it from now on. Every single show we see.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, this question isn't written. You're not prepared for this question. You have to dress up to go see a show. Mm. Who are you going to dress up as? Uh, What show?
1: I would dress up as Glinda.
0: Perfect choice.
1: Yeah, it just has to be Glinda. Mm. That dress. It's so beautiful. I love Glinda. She's so funny and wicked wicked was actually it was the second show i ever watched ever oh wow what an introduction to musical theater i know it was so, i think i think i actually saw louise or i might have seen um alexia who's back doing alpha yes. again excitingly which is amazing um but yeah that is just it's just an iconic show in musical theater isn't it Do you think it's in your future
0: would you be a glinda or an alphaba one day
1: I think I'd be more of a Glinda. I'd love to do Glinda. I mean, I love, I love soprano roles. It's funny because at drama school, I sang yeah. so much legit. And since I've left, I've done roles that are not legit <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> I've done lots of belting. Um, so I'd love to go back to my roots and do something classical. That'd be really fun.
0: It's so great to be able to do both. And Glinda's a perfect role where you can do some musical theatre style singing. But yeah. there's a lot of great soprano as well.
1: Lovely soprano. And it's funny. I love funny things. I love playing characters like that.
0: Well, you're you're very good at the comedy side of things um, <laughs> but with something like Oklahoma where you are it's not just a comic relief there's a lot of great emotion there there's a mm-hmm. lot to be said about gender roles in the role you're doing mm-hmm. but also there's a lot of comedy and working with your, your Will Parker and your Ali Hakim oh my gosh, so funny yeah. um how how is that every night surely you just burst out laughing
1: honestly it's so funny especially in rehearsals I really struggled not to break <laughs> every time Jimmy would do something silly <laughs> Yeah. But honestly, the thing with Jimmy is that it always comes from truth. So now that we're on stage and we're doing it, we're just telling the story and we all just play. As a three, we all just play. And every night it's a bit different. But that is, that's the fun of comedy.
0: So this is Georgina Onora. Such a wonderful, wonderful chat. Really enjoyed this one. As I mentioned at the top, do get yourself along to Oklahoma. It's a beautiful place beautiful, interesting, weird, dark, but great show. It It's so, so good. If you think you know Oklahoma, you do not know Oklahoma. This is a revolutionary, revolutionary production. I can't recommend it highly enough. You can find tickets at oklahomawestend.com. While you're online, do follow Georgina on the socials at at georginaonora on Twitter and at Georgina A underscore o on Instagram, as well as this podcast at at musicalmarepod.com. Now, let's get back to the chat. What is your favourite movie musical?
1: Favourite movie musical? What's happened recently?
0: Uh, recently? What's been good recently? Um, Matilda. Oh, Matilda. Oh, Matilda. Such a good movie, wasn't it? I
1: love Matilda. My friend's Miss Honey in town right now. <gasps> and I'd only seen Matilda, like, very recently. I hadn't seen it. Oh. It's been on for how many years? I'd never yeah. seen it. I love that show so much. I love it so much. And I love Lashana Lynch. So
0: mm. I loved it. <laughs> That's another interesting one. Tim Minchin is a comedian, not a musical theatre writer, like Anais Mitchell as a folk singer, not a musical theatre mm. writer. Do you think there's something to people coming from outside the world to put a new spin on musicals?
1: Yeah, I think the thing is with musicals, but also just with acting in general, I think it's important to have a life and a personality that goes beyond theatre so that mm. you can bring your perspective into theatre. I think it's always special if there's you have other hobbies or other things you're interested in that you can then bring to the stage. I think it needs the richness of experience.
0: What's your, non? I mean, I don't know, imagine with eight shows a week, you have a huge <laughs> side of theatre life at the moment. But what would you say are your hobbies? What do you do in your downtime?
1: I like walking. That's very boring, but...
0: <laughs> I mean, it's so good for you. Though.
1: I just like walking sometimes, playing my podcast in my ears. Um, but yeah, honestly, eight shows a week, you really mm-hmm. have to dedicate your life to it. I mean, we have our days... Yeah. Once it gets to the evening, it's just you've got to prepare. And obviously, Annie is a really big thing. Yes. So I just I really have to look after my voice. So I try and be silent. <laughs> yeah. well, sorry to make you talk
0: so much for this one. But. Which musical might people be surprised to learn that you love? This could be something like a guilty pleasure or something that's completely at odds with your personality. Um, ooh. Edit out all the silences. It's yeah, good. Well, this is a long silence. Well, the think think good thing it. is, it means that you're so open about who you are and open with what you love. Yeah. Maybe people wouldn't be surprised by.
1: Yeah, my sure. taste really varies. I mean, I love Legally. Mm. Um, I also love Les Mis. I, mm. I just, I really love, God. I love musical theatre, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something I like that someone might not expect of me. I mean, I don't think everyone would assume Legally Blonde, but I'm like a diehard Legally Blonde fan. Like, I actually yeah. am their number one fan
0: yeah uh, when i meet someone and they say i've seen legally blonde i assume they love it yeah. How could you not love it?
1: I just don't know how you, you couldn't love it. I think it's so perfect. <laughs> it's perfectly crafted.
0: Uh, before I was into musical theatre, my uncle mentioned he went to see Legally Blonde the Musical and, and I felt a bit snobby about it. And I was, oh, okay, that's why you're spending your time. But as soon as I saw it...
1: It's special. It makes you laugh, makes you cry. I mean, here we are talking about it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in my actual body. I
0: love it so much. <laughs> so good. Well, are there any shows that you don't quite understand? You say you love musical theatre in general. Are there a show that's like really popular, maybe everyone else really loves it but for whatever reason you don't quite connect with it um it doesn't have to be too negative just something that doesn't quite vibe with your personality sure
1: Do you know i don't think i've seen anything recently that i haven't loved i think i've been really lucky everything i've seen i've been invested in in some way like someone's already recommended it to me or okay. rob's one of my great friends i knew mm-hmm. the show would be special and it was okay. um i really don't think there's anything that i haven't loved of recent things i've seen well, i really lucky
0: endorsement of
1: London theater at the moment. I think it's really, art. it's really alive right now. I think since COVID people just want to tell stories and are really excited about telling them. And it'll be like that for a while. There are only so many theaters.
0: There's a huge backlog of shows coming in. Yes. So, um, what do you think is the most romantic musical? Would you consider yourself a romantic, sentimental sort of person?
1: Oh yeah, I am. Oh. I mean, I cry so easily. Literally seeing Rob's show earlier. I literally was sobbing for about half of it. Um, oh. Most romantic musical? What would you say is the most romantic musical? Uh,
0: you're not meant to ask me the question. <laughs> Let's the reverse this podcast. <laughs> it's really tricky. Um, it depends how you want to see romance. I think the music of West Side Story is so romantic. Oh my gosh, and yeah. The lyrics are so romantic. But you could argue maybe the love story.
1: Maybe a bit problematic.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's not exactly two fleshed out characters with, you know, grown up desires and, mm-hmm. and needs. With a show like Oklahoma. It's, there is a love story there. There's a lot of love stories there. Mm-hmm. Ada Annie has a few love stories. She has a few. To herself. <laughs> um, it's hard to call this production super romantic, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, love is definitely at the core of this. Um, desire is at the core of this. Desire, yes. I think that word is more apt for what happens in this play. I think um, there's lots of desire and it really informs the decisions we all make. But mm. Daniel talked about the undertone for everyone being danger. Mm. I think love, pain, excitement, he wanted the undertone to overall still be danger. And I think that's why the stakes are so high in our production in terms of the love, um, the comedy and the um, tragedy. It's all heightened in a way that's truthful. But um, our world is um, quite, quite radical.
0: Yeah. And it's great how much it is all heightened without changing much of the original production in terms of just the words and the music it's direct from the original source
1: i think that's what's so cool about it really because the piece is completely transformed but Mm. there's not a lyric that's been changed the text is right there this has always been at the core of it i think
0: which musical have you never seen that you think you should have seen it could be something great
1: that passed you by or definitely at the moment standing at the sky's edge I've heard lots and lots and lots about it. It mm. sounds really special and I just cannot miss it. I will kick myself if I do.
0: <laughs> A couple of days ago, I was interviewing um, Alex Young for this podcast. Oh my God. In it. And, and obviously Alex is fantastic in everything she does. And the whole cast is fantastic. And the National don't do bad work, really.
1: They don't. I, oh, I love the National. My very first job was at the National. Oh, But it, it closed because of tier four. <laughs> oh, we did yeah. literally four shows. Oh, which um, show was that? We're doing Dick Whittington. It was right. our first panto. It was right. so fun. We did the whole process, and we did four shows before we had to close. It was so sad. But the national is just a special building, and everyone there is special and lovely and kind and talented.
0: <laughs> and I mean, it gave us the new Hades Town as
1: well. So exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: which musical's fictional world would you most like to live in?
1: I think I'd love to live in Oz. I oh. think um, the world is so colourful. Mm. <laughs> And I love colour. I mean, um, I love colour. I'd love to live somewhere that's so full of joy and fashion. Oh, my God. The fashion is unbelievable. Like even Mm. in our version at the Curve, the costume design was so beautiful. But even like Wicked in Town, like the costumes are always unbelievable. And I think Oz it just obviously demands high couture. (laughs) They are two slightly different interpretations of Oz, though. Would you rather live in one or the other? Um. I mean, Wizard of Oz is just, it's the original. It must be the original Oz, where it's all come from. (laughs) Um, And
0: would you be your version of Dorothy in the story, or would you just like to be another person in Oz, another Ozian?
1: I think it'd be quite fun to be an Aussie for a yes. week and just to watch everything happen and watch all the drama unfold yeah. <laughs> and not be at the centre of it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And what was the experience like doing The Wizard of Oz at Curve? As I mentioned when I was um, introducing this podcast, it's an amazing theatre. I love it so much. I'm from Birmingham, so I used to go to Leicester quite a lot to see theatre. It's a great theatre and it must have been some people's first musical.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always really special playing somewhere like Leicester Curve because people who were local come and see it so you you like i, I talk to like kids that stage door after um, and yeah. there's not really a stage door but it's kind of it's 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 quite an interesting theater when we leave the stage the wings the side comes up so as an audience as you leave you can see us actors leaving to our dressing rooms okay. so like the divide isn't really there which is really nice um but you talk to patrons after the show and it's some, some of their first experiences of theatre or it's their local theatre. They come here every year to see what's on at Christmas. Um, it's really special playing at the Curve. It's such a beautiful theatre. Um, I love my experience so much. I love that show. The whole building is just full of joy.
0: And um, with Nikolai as well. who uh,
1: Does he direct everything that goes there? A yeah, nice he does. He yeah. does. I don't know how he keeps up with it all yeah. and still stays so creative. He's such mm. a joy to work with. He's, he really just allows an actor to bring what they want to bring while also being a perfect um, guide yeah. towards his vision. He's, he's really special.
0: The lucky people of Leicester who get a guaranteed great show. I know, I know. Everything there. Well, talking about directors, if you were to direct a radical restaging of a classic musical, is there anything you think you could put an interesting spin on?
1: That's really hard. Um, that's really, really difficult. I think, I mean, I'd love to do Carousel. I think it's still, like, it's still such a classic and the classic still rings true. Mm. doesn't necessarily need a reimagining, but doing a project like this has really opened my eyes to how, how you can create a completely new show with yeah. the same text. It's actually immense what has been created. It's crazy to me. Um, and kind yeah, of I'd love to is do that.
0: that um, well, did you see the Regent's Park production last year? I, think I was. didn't
1: see it, but I heard about it. That was, was that in modern day? Um, it was,
0: when was it set? It was set a little bit in the past. How they did update it was they just subtly changed a few of the moments. So it was less problematic when it came to,
1: mm.
0: oh, someone beats you. Great, he's your husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why some shows like this, obviously at the time they were making a statement about that. So they weren't saying it's okay to hit women, mm-hmm. but it's still so shocking when you see it now. Yeah. It's good to update them slightly.
1: I think that's why it's important to revisit these legit musicals um, Mm. these old ones like there's still so much um so many treasures to be found within them and like the music is so gorgeous and some of the text is still so poetic but I think in the modern day we just there's things that we don't need to talk about anymore or things that we should highlight and highlight in a different way and I think reimaginings are really important for that
0: well the big question Mm. the big important question if you were the mayor of musical theatre which show would you order be staged forever? So you can go see it whenever you want. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I think I would choose once on this island. I which love that. I think show it's coming back. so much. It's coming back. It's going yes. to Regents Park. Regents Park. That's it. Yeah. I have to see it. I mean, I love that show. I've only, I've only seen obviously like um, clips from like the Tony Awards of when it was on Broadway, but that soundtrack mm. is so good.
0: It's so so good. You just feel like
1: you're on an island. <laughs> it's exactly that. It's
0: a perfect marriage of topic and theme and, yeah. and music. Mm-hmm. It's such a great show. Mm-hmm. So what venue would you do it in? Would you do it in like an immersive sort of way or I mean, I think
1: that show would do really well actually being abroad, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yes. Like actually on an island. Mm. Somewhere where there actually is sand on the floor where it's actually warm. I think Yeah. That story would just live live forever (laughs)
0: that'd be so great i mean people spend a lot of money to go to a holiday resort with a swimming pool yeah do that with a great show on as well
1: imagine absolutely perfect (laughs) go to a resort and see once Island every single day
0: (laughs) (laughs) what a dream Um, is it something you'd like to be cast in as well i'd love to do that show for sure it's a a gorgeous show it's beautiful Mm. well thank you so much you've been an amazing mayor of musical theater thank you so much enjoy oklahoma later
1: thank you so much for having me i've had the best time
0: Georgina Honora, everybody. Such a fantastic guest. Do follow Georgina on the socials at at Georgina Onora on Twitter and at Georgina A underscore O on Instagram, as well as this podcast at at Pod. You should also check out MusicalTheatreReview.com for all the latest news reviews and interviews on all things onstage, backstage and worldwide. And you can also follow them at at R on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Do get involved in the chat online and join us next time for another incredible guest. Goodbye.